can't get enough of the podcast? Lucky for you, our video IQ platform on adorebeauty.com.au houses thousands of articles on skincare, makeup, hair care, and more. Plus, you can find a heap of video tutorials, ingredient spotlights, and brand breakdowns on our YouTube channel. Just click on Beauty IQ in the menu bar of the website or app or search Adore Beauty on YouTube for more beauty content. Today's Cringy Convo contains content of a sexual nature, including a discussion about vibrators. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome everybody to Beauty IQ, the podcast. I'm your host, Joanna Fleming. And I am your co-host, Hannah First. So Joe, what's on today's episode? So today you have a little co-host joining you yeah, today. Yeah, you slept in today. It's not me. Um, another expert in their field. Um, you two are going to be talking about the Vouche, which is our best-selling vibrator. So if you want to know more about that, keep listening. And we're also talking to another guest about hyaluronic acid, which is one of my favorite skincare ingredients. And of course, our products we didn't know we needed. So I have a very special co-host this morning. Joanna's decided to sleep in and I have Danny here, who is our guest co-host this morning. Danny is our category manager for skincare and our Adore You category. Yes. Any other categories I don't know about? Uh, no, I think we kind of throw it all together under yeah. wellness. But- and that also includes our sex category, which <laughs> when did that launch? Uh, it launched at the beginning of December last okay. year. God, it hasn't been yeah. very long, has it? No, it's felt like ages I know, because we've been because talking we've been out talk- about it for months. <laughs> Do you remember? I don't know if you remember this. I was going to bring this up. Yeah. We, it was you and I left in the office, oh, it would have been like a year ago, and we were thinking about the podcast and you were thinking about the sex category. Mm-hmm. And you were like, Hannah, I think we just need to do it. Yes, <laughs> we actually both of us. <laughs> we were like post... I don't know, like five o'clock and there was just maybe you and I in the office. Yeah. And I feel like we'd been toiling about it for a little while and kind of like in passing talking about these like really brave new things that we wanted to try. Yeah. And I was like, we've been talking about it for ages and we've got to do it now. And you were like, Danny, you have to do it now. Yes. Like do it now before everybody else does. So... Yeah, I think there was like a moment where you and I were both like, let's just jump in let's and do just, it. We weren't ready, we'll but we'll just try it. Yeah. And look, it both worked How out. How awesome is that, <laughs> right? <laughs> so today we are talking about our best-selling product in our sex category. Yes. So I wrote an article on our best-selling product in our sex category. At that time, it was our best-selling product. Mm-hmm. But as a result of that, what yeah. happened? It's basically like catapulted that skew and that particular brand to like number one by far in our category so um, and it was also our number one product for for the the week week. it was which is crazy and it really moved the needle for us like as far as like the category but also like the sales that week we were kind of monitoring things and that article launched we knew that I I had a feeling that it was going to be big I didn't really I had no idea (laughs) You, you wrote it so well and I think it was so relatable and um and I was like, this is really gonna turn turn the category on its head because we'd been doing a few things in the lead up. Yeah. Um, you know, a few Instagram posts here and there. We had the PR, like the Vogue article that went yeah. out, and that was so exciting. Um, Kate even mentioned it the other night. Yeah, she won an award and she mentioned it. Yes, yeah, she, she was did. like women. Oh, what was her quote? Do you remember? Women all deserve pleasure. pleasure. Yes. <laughs> it was so good. They sure do. <laughs> that was a proud, proud moment. So, yeah, I think like 
when you wrote that article, I had this gut feeling that it was going to be really successful on top of the success that we'd already had since we launched in December, particularly of that that particular product. Um, but basically made it the number one ski for the week that brand is now a number one brand even though it's only got three products in it mm. in that category it's the number one brand over like other brands that have been around in the market especially in Australia for like the last 18 months 24 months so it yeah. is and I've got to say I wasn't just writing it for sales <laughs> I genuinely was on a mission I was like yeah. so some of the reviews I just wanted to read out some of the reviews that I wrote so I basically like went through their website and they have 800 five-star reviews wow it's crazy and okay. if you read them people are so it's not like just a regular product where people are like yeah da, da, da. it's like people are very feel very strongly yeah, about it yeah so just a few of the reviews Best orgasm of my life. My life has forever changed. This, the suction technology is so different and literally ecstasy. This is the Dyson of female sex toys and this should be enough info for you to head over to check out and buy it now because I'm headed to the bedroom with mine right now. <laughs> I love that. Okay, another one. Oh, oh, dot, 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 M, dot, 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 G. And there's like five exclamations. Whoa, this thing rocks. I'm not going to even sugarcoat this review. So let me just say anyone who can turn the <laughs> dial up all the way has to be a demigod because I can't get it past four or five clicks because I'm li- ready to climb the walls in ecstasy. <laughs> Wasn't there a conversation we had where we had to like, it was so good for someone that they had to throw, throw it, it off, off them. themselves? I think I said that. On the, I think I said that on our like last episode uh, where we talked about it. I think I was like, I have to throw it off myself. Um, so, how does it work? Well, it's not like regular vibrators. No, it's not. I mean, obviously, there's lots of different types of devices. So let's go through the different types of devices for the okay. people listening. All right. Well, primarily, like you look at something that's like phallic. Like, yeah, I love that. <laughs> what does phallic mean? Looks, yeah, it is. It um, is. Phallic is like a cylindrical yep. um, shape that's yep. obviously designed to mimic the penis. You can't tell you're a category manager. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I said phallic no. in like my professional world. Um, so yes, so you have these internal stimulators that are kind of mainstream now. Everybody knows that a vibe is traditionally phallic-like um, for people who want internal pleasure Um, and you can have different types. So like there's dildos which don't have any sort of Mm -hmm. like vibrating um, component to it and then there's obviously the vibrators themselves, the ones that are um, have like a – like a machine in them and, and have the vibrations and the different levels and so on. They usually require a charge, be it by that battery. That's what I always think of vibrators yeah. as. This yeah. is why this was like a game changer. Yeah. So then oh, maybe like they've been around for years, but maybe mainstream um, women have really cottoned onto this idea of an external stimulating yep. device yep. of which Vush is. Yeah. So it's, re- it's really designed to be used only externally, as you can see from particularly the it's like shape. a little little vacuum. Yes, that's mm. right. So the biggest misconception around those sorts of devices is that they suck, mm. which is what you referenced in one of the reviews. But yes. actually, it's it's air that's blown out. Really? Yeah. So oh, it's like this... I thought it was like a vacuum. <laughs> so like the funny thing about the fact that they've referenced it as a Dyson is like not 
actually oh, it's like actually an accurate that's actu- ac- like, accurate yes. <laughs> which i love the dyson blows air exactly yeah okay. so this is like it takes the air and kind of like ex- ejects it in a way that uh basically is designed to mimic um um oral sex yeah yeah i was gonna use the word fellatio <laughs> Wow. <laughs> That's okay. Like we can, oral sex. can say oral sex. Cool. Okay. Um yes. the best oral sex of your life. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Um, I yes. feel like because it's a machine. Yes, that's yeah. right. So I think um, there was quite a few on the market, but the difference with this one is obviously when you look at its form and its colour, it yeah. doesn't look like a traditional device. No, it's really so... small and it's travel friendly. Exactly. And it's... <laughs> Did, does your friend notice? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to be, I'm just going to say me yes, in this episode. Me. Okay, I took it, I definitely took it travelling with me. To be honest, a lot of people have been asking me about it. Um, okay. And... Because I think that the, we spoke about it briefly on the first episode. I've actually had quite a few men ask me oh. about it as well. Okay. I don't know if you recall, but there was one night where we went out. We were we would, had been working. It was a Friday. Oh, my God. Let's tell this story. <laughs> <laughs> Is this the night that I'm thinking of? Yes. So we had had our sex um, workshop. Yes. So we'd had a workshop at a bar. I don't know. Well, I think we wanted, to really, we really wanted to think outside of the box. Yeah. So and we went to this really cool bar, which we had we had to ourselves. And then afterwards, we all went and had a drink to celebrate. Yes. Like, And then there were four of us left. Mm-hmm. And they were... We Unsurprising that it was you and I. <laughs> I know. And there was... Yeah. And we started talking to a couple of guys. Mm-hmm. And we brought them back to our area. And we had, like, boxes of vibrators everywhere. Yes, we did. I think that how it started was they were like, why are you guys... What are you guys doing Yeah. Here? What are you... Yeah. You know, you've been here for... Six hours? Yeah, I think longer by that <laughs> stage. Time. We're like, actually, funny story. This is what we're doing. By the way, we need to do a bit of market research. Yes. Hey, what do you guys <laughs> think about these? And there was a guy that was talking to us. He was such a lovely guy. And he was like, honestly, and I'd say he's probably like a generation younger than me. <laughs> I felt like that. Are you were going to say us. <laughs> so you can say us. We're the same age. <laughs> than, you know, than us. Yeah. And it was really interesting. We asked him whether or not he would find it confronting if like his girlfriend got a vibrator. Yeah. Out, brought that into their bedroom or... And he was like, actually, no, not mm. at all. He's like, I've used them um, with my previous partners, with my current girlfriend. I'm not scared of them. Oh, I just love that. He's Isn't like, that great? Yeah. He yeah. was like, in my mind, it's about pleasure, full stop. Like, if I can oh. give my girlfriend pleasure, either which way, like, that's p- that this idea of pleasure is like part of the relationship. That's really important. Yeah. Um, however, which way I get there is not up to me. It's it's not a problem for me. It's really about <gasps> prioritizing her. I like that. <laughs> we were born in the wrong decade. Seriously. Um, yeah, I find I've brought it up maybe once with a guy that I've been dating. Yes. And I was and and the reaction wasn't quite what I was expecting. It was like, oh, I don't know about that. Like oh, Yeah. Okay. But maybe it's every guy's different. I mean, I, to be very honest, I've not had the um moment or I've not had an opportunity to feel comfortable enough to like okay approach it with someone that I'm dating yeah but like I've talked to lots of guys that I've dated about the fact that I look after this category and they always find it really interesting yeah um and what do they ask oh they're they're kind of like how did you get to that like how did you guys decide that this was a thing that you that was important to a beauty retailer and I was like well 
you know, I mean, it's it transcends that, especially if you look at all the things that we're doing. Um, we're really like we feel like we can use our platform to talk about lots of different things that women are interested in. And sex and pleasure is one of those things that I think un- under the surface everybody is interested in or yep. a lot of people are interested in and they want to talk about it. It's the stuff that you would talk about with your girlfriends on a Friday night over a few wines. And that's I was saying to the guys that I've dated, like, why not do that and be able to offer them those products in a a really safe space where they can choose to show that to their girlfriend sitting next to them in the office cubicle or not. Or not, yeah. Look, I think that, you know, maybe it's a a language that we need to continue to be open to discussing with our partners, um, male or female or otherwise. I think the idea around it is, if we t- start talking about pleasure or if we continue to start talking about ple- uh, pleasure, then it normalises the conversation and totally. it really becomes this concept of just seeking pleasure and obtaining pleasure regardless of how you do that. Anyway, so if you're interested in our sex category, if you go to adorebeauty.com.au and you click on Adore You and then you'll see on the left-hand side is our sex category and go check it out. Yes. Thanks and so have much. fun shopping. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us, Danny. Very excited for our next guest, Hannah English. Hi. Tell us a little bit about yourself. So I studied drug development and I worked in um, pharmaceutical trials and drug development for a couple of years and now I'm just like Consulting, freelance, influencing. (laughs) (laughs) So would we consider you a skinfluencer? Skinfluencer, yeah. I probably would. I wouldn't put it in my own bio. (laughs) Yeah. You are. um, It's because I I love a good, like, expensive product, right, but I also love to break down how it works and I think that that's a – gap because a lot of science people will be like oh, you don't need to spend that much yeah right and okay other people will be like i love this lemur like good it's lemur's nice okay just buy yeah. it, buy it. <laughs> i want it i don't yeah so are you a scientist is that yeah so um it was what did you study it was bachelor of biomed and then they changed the name of it and then it was bachelor of pharmaceutical sciences okay and then i did an honors thesis on metastatic melanoma treatments so, oh wow um, that was a lot. But yeah. yeah. Really interesting. Yeah. yeah. So you love ingredients. Yes. Yes. Um, I follow you on Instagram and I'm always like, I just love it all. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's so much breaking down the ingredients, particularly retinol. I see you retinol. do. Yeah. You yeah. love retinol. <laughs> we could probably get you to do your own series yeah. on ingredients. <laughs> but today we're specifically talking about hyaluronic acid. Right. However, I do just want to touch on um, sunscreen because you are really passionate about SPF mm-hmm. and sun protection. Can you tell us a couple of your favorite sunscreens just to start with, and then we'll jump into <laughs> hyaluronic acid? Yeah. Um, at the moment, I'm really loving the ultraviolet supreme screen. Same. Um, yes. Yeah. I think it's better for summer and the queen's a little bit dewier. So when it's cold and you need that extra dew, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I love the SkinCeuticals one. Oh, yeah, oh, the Ultra, ultra Defense. defense. Yeah. yeah, so good. And I'm going to try some Laurish Prose soon, so that's yeah. exciting. But, um, yeah, because I like L'Oreal have their own, like, special patented UV filters. Okay. And um, no other brands except L'Oreal Group can use them at the moment. Oh. So oh. they're, like, a little bit extra. There, so yeah. I did not know that. I didn't know that either. That's, that's interesting. Cool. Yeah. yeah. The SkinCeuticals one has, like, it has a lot 
of UV filters in it, like a combination of different ones. So I really love that because then you get like a dynamic sun projection, I guess. Mm, mm. Interesting. Um, and you do, just back on just really quickly on the yeah. screen, you do that Today SPF. Mm. Can you tell us a bit about that? Oh, yeah. Okay. So my friend and I, um, he's based in the US, so mm-hmm. I guess we get like a cross-season thing going. But um, we just get people to share what sunscreen they're using every day and tag us. And then we can share that. So I guess the point of it was A, to remind people and B, to just share like what people are using every day in case you haven't found your fave yet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, away from SBF, can you tell us what is hyaluronic acid? Okay. It's like a chain of sugars stuck to each other and it can be quite a big molecule, but it uniquely traps a lot of water Mm. and it's an integral part of the extracellular matrix. So it kind of sits between all our skin cells and joints as well Mm -hmm. and eyeballs randomly Um, (laughs) and just like holds water, contributes to the structure and the shape and it also has um, a little bit of immune activity. I guess our body makes a lot of it on its own. Mm-hmm. Um, so it makes it and puts it in between the cells. Over half of our body's hyaluronic acid is oh. in our skin. Oh, okay. Interesting. I thought that was a fun fact. Yeah. <laughs> so in skincare form, so it is naturally occurring in our bodies and in our skin. Mm-hmm. When it is created in skincare, how does that differ? So it's synthetically formulated to perform on our skin. Yeah, so depending on the size of it, because you can get like a few different molecular weights, Mm -hmm. they call it, a few different sizes, and um, the smaller ones will go further into your skin and the bigger ones will sit on top, which is still a good thing because they kind of trap the water. And, um, yeah, it can just sort of make it fill out so it's a bit more like plump looking. Yeah, that's exactly what it does. Yeah, Mm. yeah. Yeah, especially there's some really good ones and there are some like not so great ones in skincare products I find. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, when you get a good one, you're like, oh, well, I'm yeah. five years younger now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll just keep putting that on. So for anyone who is listening and is thinking, well, hyaluronic acid has the word acid in it, but so does glycolic acid and salicylic acid, how can you explain the difference between those kind of acids? Because hyaluronic acid isn't something that resurfaces the skin like those ingredients can. That's so cool. is that the only key difference? Yeah, it gives back to the skin more than taking from it. That mm-hmm. was my key takeaway. It doesn't exfoliate compared to your hydroxy acids and it doesn't increase UV sensitivity as well. So it's mm-hmm. a lot more of a soothing um, molecule. Yep. So with um, hydroxy acids, I wouldn't use them every day, whereas with hyaluronic, mm-hmm. I love using it like twice a day. Yes, I am. And you won't have any issues at all. Um, so hyaluronic acid, how does it improve the function of healthy skin? Because mm-hmm. I find that it's probably the number one ingredient I'd recommend to someone who's wanting to help support their skin barrier. Definitely, because it is yeah, um, basically the key thing that's in your um, like in between your skin cells. Yeah, you want to replenish it. It only lasts like a day in the skin as well, so um, your body is constantly making it and turning it over. But um, yeah, as we age, we have less in like the upper part of our skin, mm-hmm. and um, the same amount in the lower um, layers. 
but I guess like our whole bodies, it just needs water to function. So it's, it's being held in there. I think that's it really. It's just that your barrier is the most important thing. Um, barrier health is correlated with acne severity as well. So mm-hmm. it, it can um, do a lot of things. In terms of like the different consistencies of hyaluronic acid, we've touched on this briefly, maybe in our first episode, mm-hmm. where the neod hyaluronic acid is like kind of watery. Yeah. Compared to hyaluronic acid I use, like I've used like cosmetics. Mm-hmm. What's it called? Cosmetics. Surge. Surge. <laughs> Does the consistency matter in like the delivery of the ingredient? I think if it's more gel-like, it's hyaluronic acid loves to turn into a gel. So like even if you add a tiny bit of water, it'll just turn the whole thing into a gel. So I think like a varying molecular weights in the formula, giving it a more watery texture just means it's going to act at different layers. Okay. Whereas a more um, gel-like one might be more likely to sit on the top. Yeah, okay. still a good thing, but it depends, yeah, how really into it you want the hyaluronic acid to get. I sometimes layer two hyaluronic acid. Do you? Yeah. I sometimes use a Medicaid Hydrate Intense, yeah. I think it's called. The purple. Yeah, and then I put these Considicals HA Intensifier over the top. Really? Yeah, because I'm bougie. Bougie. And very. very expensive serums that I well, put I know, on top of each other. I know Neod is more about like the long-term health yes. of the skin. So yeah. that would make sense that it's it was the brand a, philosophy. Yeah. yeah, so it would be a thinner consistency because it's going penetrating deeper into the layers of the skin. Yeah, right? I think it would depend on the brand. Right. They might have done research into sort of where it sits in the skin once it's applied. I yeah. read this really interesting article that was like, where does the skincare go? something like that in the New yeah. York Times and it was the most fascinating. Had Where like does it go? Science. Um, most of it just sits on your skin or in between your skin cells and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then um, some of it gets absorbed into the bloodstream, not as much and like not, not to worry. Um, but, yeah, otherwise it just comes off when you wash your face. Mm. Or on your Mostly. pillow. Uh, <laughs> especially if you're not sleeping on silk. Yes. yes. We both sleep on silk. So the reason for <laughs> sleeping on a silk pillowcase is because silk doesn't absorb as much as cotton. So if you're putting your face onto your pillow once you put You've your skin like on. You've got like $500 worth of serums yeah, on your face. Not as much of it is right. coming off onto your cotton pillowcase if you're using silk. So what kind of skin types is hyaluronic acid suitable for? Can everybody use it? Yes, everyone can use it. They actually, you know how it's fillers that people inject into their faces are mostly made out of hyaluronic acids that have been like stabilised to stay in that shape. Mm -hmm. Um, And they chose it for that because it has a really low potential for reaction. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, So good for sensitive skin, probably won't react. Good for acne prone skin because it's lightweight. It's not going to clog you, but you still need water. Um, And then for dry skin, you just pop your moisturiser over top and it kind of will like push it in and hold the water in more instead of it escaping into the atmosphere. Yeah. It's probably the one ingredient that's actually suitable for everyone pretty much, right? Mm. Yeah, I'd say niacinamide as well. Yeah. Yeah. But definitely I always yeah, tell same. people you need a HA yep. for sure. What forms does hyaluronic acid come in and how can we find it on an ingredients label? What are the other names for it that we might see? I wrote a list because um, I wanted <laughs> to be a lot. sure that I matched <laughs> the right thing. Um, mostly you see sodium hyaluronate. So that one is a salt form and um, it's just stabilised so that it like absorbs better and um, you can get it at the right size to do what it needs to do. There's a new one uh, called sodium 
butyroyl hyaluronate, and that one is designed to uh, better penetrate through like oils, so it can get mm-hmm. yeah further into skin, and it can pull water through as well. You might see hi- sodium hyaluronate cross polymer, so um, that one is structured to sit more on top of the skin. Um, so that it sort of moisturises better. You'll see hydrolyzed sodium hyaluronate, so that's a really small one, um, so that can help repair damage and act as an antioxidant as well, mm-hmm. and that gets in further because it's smaller. Um, and then you might just see hyaluronic acid. But, yeah, that one will turn into a gel real easily, so I guess it's a bit harder to formulate and you don't see it as often. Mm-hmm. And I found another one called Sodium Acetylated Hyaluronate, um, and that one's been modified to just improve moisture retention so that you have longer-lasting surface hydration. So that will maybe help stop if your skin, like, eats your makeup or you get mm-hmm. flaky, thing like that. Now, probably the best question of this interview, what are your favourite HA serums? Um, Please tell us. They're all on Adore Beauty. Um, <laughs> we did not tell her. No, we didn't tell her to say that. You're actually beauty. allowed to choose other yeah, products from other ranges. You can say other things. So the first one, um, Neod, the MMHC2, because um, yeah. it is quite watery, so um, you don't find it. Yeah, it gets tacky, so mm-hmm. tacky's not your vibe. Um, the Medicaid Hydrate B5 Intense, so yes. in the purple bottle, because that's got a number of other things in it as well mm. to help with the barrier, so um, amino acids. I think there was like ceramides as well. Yeah, I think so. So it's just really good at helping repair that barrier and it's quite lightweight as well. And then um, Alpha H Hyaluronic Age. I love that one because it's got like anti-pollution in it as well. Mm-hmm. So they have this ingredient which is called PolyShield and it's a strong antioxidant um, and they've got some other tech that like sort of traps particles from the atmosphere and especially with like things the way they are with the air quality I'm thinking more and more about anti-pollution so I like that one for just like your morning serum and that's an affordable option as well I'm pretty sure that's only about $70 so for us bougie bitches Oh, is it 60? Have we lost touch though? Is that actually expensive? For a hyaluronic, for a high quality hyaluronic yeah, acid, that's, that's affordable in my humble opinion. <laughs> Do you um, use it twice a day? Do you as well? Or four yeah. times a day for you? Yeah. <laughs> I'd probably, uh, four times I definitely use. Well, she does double. Because I'm doing double. <laughs> um, I use a morning serum. I'm using an Estee Lauder serum at the moment in the morning, which is their brightening That's treatment. That's it? Just one serum in the morning? Sure. Yeah, and then my sunscreen. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm very low-key in the morning. So low-key. Way more extra at mm-hmm. night, but I'm low-key in the morning. I think But hyalur- I'm pretty sure that has hyaluronic acid Hyaluronic in acid is the only thing that I regularly, like I use twice a day. Yeah. I don't think I use anything else. Like sometimes I skip my vitamin C. Like I'm just not yeah. regular like yeah. I am with hyaluronic acid. And I love my HA. Just because it smooths and plumps, I just love it. It really does just bring your skin to life. It I does. find if I'm looking dead in the morning yeah. and I put that on, it just really gives me a lift yeah. enough Same. that I can go to work and mm. look alive. Yeah, that mm. and like you can use it after treatments as well. So even if I can't use anything, I yeah. can still use hyaluronic acid. I know they always say don't use any other actives, but you can use hyaluronic acid. <laughs> It's an active, right? Well, yeah. it is an active ingredient, yeah. 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 I wouldn't call it an active. I guess I put things into two camps, like it's giving back to your skin or it's taking away. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I like that. And that's a giving back mm. one. So, it, well, it makes it really easy to go, yeah. oh, what can I take? What can my skin take today? Yeah. yeah. Nothing? Okay. Hyaluronic. What other ingredients sit in your giving back to the skin category? 
ceramides are basically just like an inert moisturizer, a phospholipid, cholesterol. Uh, There's one called phytosphingosine that helps with the barrier as well. Mm -hmm. Amino acids, um, anything that your skin makes as part of the barrier anyway. Yeah. And then I guess just like cleansers that don't drip. Yeah. What's your skincare routine at the moment? I do like a double cleanse in the evening. So I I really like the Ordinary Squalene Cleanser. I like that too. I have the Mesoesthetic, the Milk Cleanser. Yeah. That's a nice second cleanse, although um, the SkinCeuticals Gentle Cleanser as well Mm -hmm. because it's like hotter and greasier. Yeah. So I kind of want to gel. And then I'll do acid night, retinol night, and then like probably two nights off. Mm-hmm. Or if I'm feeling game, I'll do retinol night twice in a row and then two nights Ooh. off. Ah. Yeah. So you do acid, retinol, two nights off, or retinol and two nights, then two nights off? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so long as it's two nights off, because retinol takes like a couple of days to um, freak your skin out, right? Yeah. So I can't just the next day and then think I'll be fine else my face will fall off like later in the week yeah <laughs> we've all been there. yes we have <laughs> yeah um I don't know what else at night I don't really like a heavy cream at night this time of year mm. um but going into winter I like to add oil to my moisturizer yeah mm-hmm. same well thank you so much for joining us Hannah to talk about hyaluronic acid um where can people find you if they want to stalk you on Instagram my Instagram is at Ms underscore Hannah underscore E I'm trying to like catalogue the content onto my website now but it's it's a little bit embarrassing at the moment. So So if they want to see skin content, head to Insta. Yeah, we'll we'll update from there if we need to. Great. Thanks for coming. So onto the products we didn't know we needed. What's yours today? So I've gone for a shampoo, which I think I've talked about a shampoo before. I was raving about Isles Formula, which I still love. But I did get my hair lightened a lot more, so I am much blonder at the moment. And Jay Edwards from Edwards & Co. recommended the Virtue Recovery Shampoo to help repair my hair. So my hair takes color really well. I don't often find that I have breakage or anything like that. But this one is a sulfate-free shampoo. It's designed for damaged, stressed, dehydrated hair. It has a thing called alpha keratin in it. It's. Do you, have you heard this story? No. Oh, so when we first launched it, I like did this like deep dive into the brand because I was so fascinated by it. Mm-hmm. So basically a retired army colonel. How <laughs> do you know this? <laughs> I know. I, like, I, I was like, no, no, no. I just oh. got deep into Wikipedia, like not Wikipedia. <laughs> I got deep into like the Google yeah. and just like researching this brand. And yeah. I only had to do one Instagram post <laughs> and <Okay>. I somehow <laughs> learned so much about the brand. Yeah. So anyway, he, had, he was like leading this medicine lab in America and they were working on like how to heal um, injuries from the battlefield and like wound healing Mm -hmm. using keratin. And so in that process, they found a way to extract human keratin in its purest form, which is, which is what Virtue uses, which is alpha keratin 60 KU. That human keratin has the power to heal burn wounds and regrow tissue And by chance, they found that it also repairs the hair. So the alpha keratin 60KU is extracted from ethically sourced human hair, um, 
the reason they do that is because our bodies recognize it and treat it as our own keratin. Right. Yeah, and so it binds. Hannah, I know, and so it basically binds to the areas of damage and fills them in. So well, that like, makes a lot of sense. It's such an interesting brand with such yeah. an interesting history. Because I think that ingredient's in like all their products, isn't it? Yeah, the yeah. alpha keratin. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's meant to um, help to repair the hair cuticle. So if you've got really damaged hair, this ingredient is great for that. I think it might be patented to it virtue. Is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, so it has some really nice nourishing repairing ingredients. The thing I love most about it is it smells amazing. Oh, I it's, love their stuff, oh, yeah. It smells oh, like, oh, I can't describe it. It's kind of like almost a vanilla caramel. And also the packaging's really nice. Also, the packaging's <laughs> nice. It is um, relatively expensive. It's kind of in that professional hair care kind of price range. But I really love it. I usually do a double shampoo with that and my owls formula. So that is my product. I didn't know I needed. Hannah, what's yours? So we actually spoke about this earlier. I wasn't expecting us to talk about niacinamide. But oh, we did. Yeah. yeah. So mine is Aspect Extreme B17, which mm-hmm. we spoke about earlier on the episode. So basically why I've chosen this was um, just getting back to basics mm-hmm. because I actually wasn't – remember I was like getting ready for the wedding and I started breaking mm-hmm. out? Do yeah. you think it was stress-related? Probably. <laughs> you actually said to me, you like, why don't you use niacinamide? And I just like – I use it but I didn't really think about using it for like to prevent breakouts. Mm-hmm. So I started using it like every night in the lead up to the wedding and it worked a treat. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> but can you tell me a bit more about what niacinamide does? I know we've spoken about it before because you had said to me, drop all of your other actives in the lead up to the wedding because I was going a bit hardcore on my um power peel yep. in a few weeks before. And so my skin probably freaked out a bit. And so I literally paired it back and I did hyaluronic acid and this aspect, B17. Yeah, so it's vitamin B3, so it helps to support the skin's barrier. It can help to prevent fine lines and wrinkles, helps prevent breakouts. It's just an all-round, like, supportive ingredient. One of those ingredients, as Hannah said, um, gives back to the skin as opposed to taking away from it. Not me, Hannah, the other Hannah. Yeah, other (laughs) Hannah. (laughs) I was like, when did I say that? It's great for people that have, like, an impaired barrier and are looking to restore that strength back to it. Yeah, that's exactly what it did. Mm. And I had no pimples on the wedding, which yeah. was like, I was like really freaking out. I was out. almost expecting you to get like a big whopper on your chin oh, or I something. Because I just felt like that was something that would happen to you. I know. It, it, I was expecting it too. Yeah. But and then act- you'd be like calling me crying. Being well, because like, usually I'm me. a little bit reckless with the actors and I, and I wouldn't really like think twice. Yeah. But I really stopped yes, in the week leading up did. and I just did um, niacinamide and hyaluronic acid yeah. and it really worked. Yeah. Because it also brightens the skin, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. So it's kind of like it was like a wonder serum for me yeah. in it the lead up to an event. Serum. It's a wonder ingredient. I love niacinamide. Mm. I think it's underrated. So to finish off this episode, we want to share some of the results of a survey we recently did. Mm -hmm. What was the survey? So it was, which host are you more like? Yes. 70% of people got me. Of course they did. Which I think they tried to rig. They were like, yeah, I know what answers. (laughs) I reckon because they're listeners of the podcast. True. They've learned a lot. They've probably learned a lot. Yeah. And they probably 
I mean, I'm more like you now. If I did the yeah, survey true. now, I'd be more like you. Do you reckon? Yeah, I reckon. Yeah. We had a thousand or over a thousand people, which is like quite statistically significant. Yeah. I think, can I share my my favourite? Yes, absolutely. Okay, so my favourite, um, we basically asked people a whole bunch of questions to see which host they were most like. And there were some really interesting insights. The most interesting for me was that almost 13% of people surveyed were a panty liner every day. So if you're one of those people, you're what not alone. What the hell? So if you remember that from our, f- I think that was our first episode. No, it? it was or the second, second or third. Second or third. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's really interesting. I was like, you wow, were like, no one, you're a freak. No one would wear them. No, I said I maybe I'm the one that's Yeah, yeah not, you said you're the psycho. Am yeah. I the psycho that yeah. doesn't wear a panty liner every day? And maybe I am still. Yeah. Another interesting thing that came out of the survey was that 45.7% of you have completely overhauled your skincare routines since listening to the podcast, which is amazing. Good for you guys. Good, good work, guys. Please don't so blame us for sending you broke. Um, <laughs> we are not responsible. 9.8% of you get your medical advice from Grey's Anatomy. Like me. <laughs> That's quite a lot of people. It is. I don't know if they were joking or not. I don't think so. Um, 68.4% of you also consider hyaluronic acid one of your favourite ingredients. Hannah, do you have another one? I really liked this one was that almost 47% had never bothered with SPF before the podcast. Yes. But now almost 44% of you are more vigilant about their SPF. Mm-hmm. And nearly 70% of you, nearly 70% feel more confident not wearing makeup day to day, which I'm really proud yeah, of. I think that's too. a really awesome feat that people are feeling more confident to just be in their own skin. Um, and also 46.5% of you are now more confident to ask for the anus add-on oh, at your laser appointment, I've, which is probably I our biggest that. achievement. That's our, the biggest achievement in this yeah. whole podcast. If you're a laser therapist in like a skin clinic and you find that people are referencing the podcast, <laughs> Can please <you> t- DM us. <laughs> I'd really like to yeah. know, actually. I just want to see people like are people actually using the word it? anus add-on? Yeah, yeah like, like not just awkwardly like, um. Are you going to um, yeah. eat two of my behind? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they were some of the really um, interesting takeaways that we got from that survey. So thank you to those of you who participated. I hope you're happy with the host that you got. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends. It helps other people to discover us. And also, we really want to know what you thought about this podcast. So if you can leave us a review, that would be much appreciated. Thank you.